Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn, back with the guys. We are brought to you by Straight Talk. Get your $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. Good morning, I boys. Smile. I don't even smile to stuff like that. What do you mean? You know that, right? What do you because mean? it yeah. makes it sound like I don't sit in anything but first class and you guys go straight to coach. Like, well, give me a break. You like, sit you know, in, come on. I mean, you sit in things different than first class. I mean, that's. I mean, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, seriously. You, you, Jay, you, you at least, you you, at least you, pay you extra for possibly, exit row. You can't at possibly least. tell me that on your excursion over the last week that you didn't sit in a plush seat <laughs> that got you to and from where you needed to go. You can't tell me that, Jay. Just impossible. And Alan Hahn. Economy. You and we sat in the airport for hours. You tell me. Well, that's your fault. Pilot delays. I know <laughs> well, it's actually your... it's actually a world thing going on right now. But, you know. <laughs> that's your fault. Not mine. <laughs> thanks thanks for that anxiety as I get ready to fly tomorrow. Exactly. Right. Appreciate exactly. that. Make sure you get there early so you can be delayed nine hours, guys. Oh, well, it'd be... If you pulled out your American Express card, Jay, and went into the lounge, you'll be okay. Mm. The the lounge is no longer the lounge, Key. The the lounge doesn't work anymore. The lounges are packed ever since the pandemic. It it doesn't – there's no exclusivity at the lounge. It's a hoax. Yeah, you have the worst travel experience ever. (laughs) Well, it's that time of year, isn't it? how I travel. It's that time of year. Everybody's traveling now and going to be experiencing all this stuff. summertime, man. Summer, baby. Yeah, or as Evan yeah. would say, SBE, Summer Book Energy. Let's go. You got you to gotta start to uh, plan ahead, so to speak, Jay, so you don't have those issues in the future. When you're traveling, you could just pull right up to the tarmac and do what you do. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. so speaking of scheduling, I'm just, you know, it, it's hard. I can't, I don't know how you do, you schedule like seven months out. Like, is that I you do. or is that, is that, I, is that your wife? No. Is that Jen? No, no, that, no that's, it's that's totally not me. You. Really? No, 100%. Seven months? I, just I can't. I'm not. Wait, though, Jay. You're going to scream at me, and you think I'm li- lying. Ask Justin. I just, the other day, scheduled spring break 2023. What are you doing? Why are you? And, you, and he's like, oh, I need your summer schedule. I need your spring schedule. I'm like, it's, I'm thinking about July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm already I'm already in April of 23, man. And, and, thinking, about, and thinking about summer of 23 summer. and... Christmas twenty three. I can't see Han. This is what I have to deal with. I wish hey, I man, could. I, you... I wish I was that comfortable in life that I could look <laughs> ahead that far and believe that you know what? Then I'm going to do that. I have no idea where I'm going to be. Look, I'm here with you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I mean, yeah, well, every time well, I think I'm out, you guys pull we bring me you back, right in. back. Yeah. And you know what? You, Let me you pull you it. into. You got to learn how. You got to learn how to plan ahead, though. All you guys, it's got to prioritize things in your life and plan ahead, man. Yes. Yeah, it's just too many emails, Key, and then when I see, like, all the CCs on the email, I'm like, why do you guys CC 9,000 people and let everybody know what that? Why? Why are you bringing 9,000 other people into my business? Just, like, email me directly, please. Hmm. Anyway, that's a but, different but, conversation. But for some of us, this is this is too busy a time of year to be getting away or doing anything, and that's, for me, it's because it's NBA free agency, and for me... This is the time of year that there's, as I mentioned, there's always hope. There's always, you know, the stories about what's going to happen next. It's too early, Jay. It's too early no, yet. No, 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 no. Keep it's being optimistic. Early. Keep being I'm optimistic. Trying. I am trying real hard, okay? But 
What about optimism in Philadelphia? We've got a couple of players um, right now that have opted out of their contract. As we talked about, so, you know, Russell Westbrook opts in. That was pretty much a given. But James Harden declined his option with the Sixers, $47 million. And also Bradley Beal declined his option at $36 million with the Wizards. Where these guys go from here or what they do even if they stay is something that is very interesting. James Harden, especially in Philadelphia, remember, as, as we know, the Sixers made the move to get him. They bring him in. Now, it fell flat during the playoffs, and there was some concern about him and how much do you – we all talked about it. How much do you want to commit to him and what do you want to do? So he opts out, and as we talked with Brian Windhorst late in yesterday's show, he kind of explained how things could set up for Harden in Philadelphia. If James Harden opts out of his contract and is willing to take a pay cut off that $47 million and then create a new contract that guarantees him a lot, probably over $100 million, but sort of moderates that salary down, he could open the space – to sign P.J. Tucker or another mm. high-level role player. That would be a really interesting move for him that we would not expect, a guy that would take less. What do you guys think of that and the idea of him doing that? What would that mean for, I guess, his commitment to the Sixers? Could that change how he's viewed in Philadelphia? You know, Key, I, I really love this subject, and I want to say a couple of things about this. Uh, you and I are always very direct about how we feel about athletes, and we, we give you a, a true depiction of what we see at that time. If we think somebody's selfish, we'll say it. If we think somebody's not selfish, we'll say it. I just want to dispel a couple of narratives here about James Harden. Number one, he's all about the money. Okay, is he? Because he turned down $50 million a year in Houston. He turned down a $200 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets. He just turned down to opt in for more money. Dispelled, okay? Well, it's all about the, the lifestyle. No, it's about the lifestyle. I, it's a video, but I, I get that the last couple of years he didn't want to be in Houston. But the Brooklyn situation was interesting, Alan, because, you know, when they decided to bring Kyrie Irving back to the table, they had the third best record in the league. They were number one in the East. And then, granted, they were losing people like flies, but their records started to go the other way. I think the Brooklyn situation was something different than what James expected. I think James expected that this was KD's team. And I think once he got in there, he saw how much power and clout Kyrie had and how maybe KD didn't come to the table, which is why I think he wanted to check out of that situation because he didn't think everybody was actually being accountable the same way. But then he gets here to Philly. Doesn't play well towards the end of the season. He's injured. We expect him to be something different. Will he ever be, come back to being the same? But now we're seeing him turn down money to a degree to get P.J. Tucker. He's working out. I truly do believe this is going to be the year that we're going to start talking about James Harden a little bit differently about how he is becoming one of the leaders of this team. And it starts with him turning down the option to opt into his deal. Well, I think in, in any case, when you're – a star athlete and you're looking and striving to be the best and win championships and you have an opportunity to make your team better, you're going to figure out how to make it right from a money standpoint. Um, I never was once worried about whether or not he was going to opt in or opt out. He was getting his money regardless. Now, whether that's a long, long-term deal or whether it's a short-term deal with a bunch of money uh, in the first couple years of the deal, then he could figure out how to extend it later on. The money issue is never going to be a problem for guys like this because at $47.3 million, he's not all of a sudden cutting that in half. 
Okay, he's not going to do that. <laughs> he's not a damn fool. Now, in the end, if he takes $38 million, well, okay, so is his lifestyle going to change? No, not at all. But what changes is the perception of what he is and what he's all about. That will change 100% for sure because he's trying to put players around him to help him win the ultimate goal, which is a championship. That's the only thing James Harden is missing. He's made a ton of money on and off the court, and he's only missing a championship. And when you get to this stage in your career, money is not – that's not that big of a deal. Now, look, in the end, $38 million is still <laughs> a whole hell of a lot of money. No question about it. But you're not scratching and clawing for every single penny, so to speak. It is also going to be not just James Harden pursuing a championship, but so Joel Embiid. And, and in the past, he has had teammates who have let him down. I mean, Ben Simmons obviously being that one – from the playoffs two years ago. So, you know, now he looks at James Harden like, are you going to be a guy that we get it mm-hmm. done with and making a move like this that allows them to bring in more talent and make them maybe more of a championship caliber roster that goes a long way in maybe saving Joel Embiid from becoming another Patrick Ewing. All right, so 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, of course, is the number for you to be part of the conversation. And coming up, from the franchise that brought you the Dream Team, we now have... An all-star team? What's going on in Philly? We'll discuss that next. It's KJM, ESPN Radio, and ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Alan Hahn in for Max. You guys, you remember, I think it was earlier this week, uh, Alex Ovechkin scored a goal uh, in soccer, not hockey. Um, and everybody was talking about, well, you know, all these these guys are crossover athletes who, who are athletes that could play another sport. LeBron has always been in that conversation. But we might need to add another to the list, and that is Anthony Edwards. On Twitter, you see him at Georgia Tech, and Key, he throws an absolute bomb of a pass on the football field that is pretty damn impressive. I know you've seen the video. Break it down for us. No, he's man, pretty good athlete. You can tell. I could have probably, you know what? Could have probably been a quarterback if he would have trained, you know, at an early age. Uh, doing some of that sort of stuff. I mean, he has the size. He has all those things. But he also ran down the field and caught a 
caught a uh, a bomb thrown by somebody else as, as a receiver. So you can look at him and tell. Now, the only thing is most basketball players don't want to get hit. You know, they kind of <laughs> – Hey, hey. They, He's not they wrong, Jay. They tails and run. They don't want to get hit. So can he take it on the chin? I, that would be the only question that I would have. I know everybody – you know, they go crazy about how LeBron played in high school. I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all till Michael Parsons hit him upside his head. Then we'll see if how he feels about running up and down that field. Wait, here's the, so, yeah, yeah, I don't like being hit. You're exactly no. right about that, Keith. Right. Um, but he played football when he was younger, when he was like 12, 13 years old, and he was getting a lot of praise. Here's the only thing I like about it. This is why I call him Baby Keyshawn Allen, right? Baby and, and, and Key is always like he he don't look like me blah blah. It's not no, about he looking. He does not look he like does, I, of yeah, That's what I just said. He doesn't look like you. Um, it's more about his mannerisms though, and what he says. So like you know, prime example like him throwing that football. He's like, yeah, get that thing out of there. He just it like it's similar to how Key says things sometimes confidently. Yes, yeah, and then on the court though, he got that swag. Like mm-hmm. Key, you know, you always say some things look right. Like, it just looks right with Aunt Edwards. That's what I'm saying, Han. You feel yeah. me? Yeah, I do. It's exactly that. If and, and by the way, you want to add another thing that this guy, what what can he do? And again, as a guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves, he's a rising star. In fact, you could argue he's the, becoming their best player. But he can act, too, in the movie yeah. Hustle. Hustle, yeah, he, he was good. He kind of plays like a villain. And he's phenomenal. In this, you guys see it, bro. He be talking to homie about his daughter. Like, oh, hey, I, saw, cool. I saw it. I he's saw it. I saw it at the, at the free throw line. Hey, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's why he's going to be a great L.A. Laker. Jeez, why do you recruit everybody to the Lakers all the time? Jay, how long did that take, he right? It's amazing that LA, every player me. you talk about that happens to be good, eventually Key is trying to make him a Laker. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Do you feel like the list was maybe put together a little bit haphazardly? I can't imagine that a whole lot of thought went into this list. Well, this is a feeling that I certainly knew well, where I would show up to school in the morning and somebody would say, oh man, did you do that algebra homework last night? I'm like, you had homework? What? I mean, Nuno, your read on this situation? I do believe someone who wasn't up all night thinking about this list was Keyshawn. Wow. Damn. But first what? of all, like th- there's been show shot. beef wait, who, who was, on the network. Who, who, was, who was Nuno or whatever? Who was that? <laughs> he is a, a producer. The producer. Oh, okay. Well, the that, worst uh, producer. It doesn't count. I don't it's, even know who he is. We so. got we got producer hey, beef right. now. It's hashtag Nuno, all right? It's hashtag Nuno on the Greeny Show. Nuno Teixeira. The real he question, Evan Wilner, Pacastello, James Steele, what are you guys going to do to defend your team, to defend wow. your squad? What are you doing? What well, squad in defense of Canty and Carlin, I'm going to say that I thought everything they said there was perfect and accurate. <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't. I, Evan, I, Evan has Evan has a career to worry everybody, about. Now. Moving everybody, everybody got their own list, okay? And and I can break it down in many different ways of why people feel the way they feel about Kyler Murray. They feel this way about Kyler Murray because in the off season he wanted his money, and it, the, as soon as he was eligible for it, he pitched a you know what fit. So everybody soured on him because of those sour those things. Now all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh, Kyler Murray's not this. He's not that." Then he had a bad playoff game against the eventual Super Bowl champions in his first playoff stint. People need to just chill, man, and understand what the question was. No one said top five quarterback in the National Football League. That's not the question. The question is, 
dangerous and scary that keeps defensive coordinators up at night, Mr. Canty. You should know, having played defense. This conversation actually kept me up all night because I have to really toe the line here between, you know, my current show and the show I'm Evan eventually, I'm to. yes, we'll be moving on to to be the producer for Canty and yes. Carlin. Right. So, He's leaving us. Which you can hear afternoons on, on ESPN you're Radio. Leaving. From yes. You're leaving us, you yes, cheater. I am. I do have Better one him, little man. issue. I do have one little issue with what Chris Canty did here. And it's not it's not what he said. Mm. Chris Canty is filled in on this show. And I, I, I'm concerned about the future of Phil and Hose who work on this show, who take some of the secrets of behind the show, like the idea that you know we put lists together during the pre-show meeting, and then going and telling the audience that like he didn't do his homework. Like I, I do have a problem with that. Like how did I- like he knew the list. Well, he had it in his, you know, in the rundown the night before. He looked at it. He thought about it overnight. And and here's Canty, who's worked on this show, well, kind of going on another show and telling this. Let me explain. The, let me explain to well, the how listeners. Do you, how do you Hang not on a second. Do your let me just, ex- what, just let me explain to the to listeners what's going on here because there are some people that might not might have missed it yesterday. Key had his real rankings, and it was the top five scariest quarterbacks in the league today. And on that list was not Joe Burrow. And not Tom was, Brady, not Tom Brady, but was Kyler Murray. And a lot of people had a problem with that one. There was there was, there was two that we had a problem with. Right, Jay? Yes. Well, I know who? the Kyler Murray one was the one that caught my attention for sure. But so so it was on social media. There was a lot of response. Dan Orlowski sounded off on it as well. well but but like, apparently Carlin and Canty had a major issue with the preparation but, put into this list. They were not accusing you of of making bad choices. They think you just rushed this thing and didn't really think but about Alan, but it. Alan, here's also oh. here's also a little a little bit of the problem he has, and I choose the word little very uh, carefully here, because you know this whole the beginning of the season, Key kept talking about Kyler Murray as a cute little quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. He, he had beef with the Red Sea. There was a lot of stuff going on. So like, then we're all saying you put him in a top five list, and people are going to say, "Well, wait a second, you've been you've been saying he's not this guy, not saying he's not you know multidimensional, but you've been calling him cute and little and not be good." And all of a sudden, now you wanna... take, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he is little and he is cute. What's wrong with that? <laughs> nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean doesn't mean because I I'm not in love with the style of offense in which they play that Kyler Murray can't be in the top five scariest quarterback rankings to stir a little controversy at ESPN because clearly some of these analysts don't really watch film or understand questions that are posed to them because scariest quarterback, you have to prepare and defend many options at Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, many because they are dual threat type guys. RPO game, keeping them in the pocket, in the perimeter. If you go back and you look at the game a year ago against the Buffalo Bills, if all the Buffalo Bills got to do is keep him in the pocket, guess what they did? They let him break contain, and he threw it deep in the end zone to DeAndre Hopkins' game over at the end of set match. That is scary to a defensive coordinator staying up all night long. I have no idea what Canty and Carlin is talking about. Zero. I mean, if all I know, Chris Canty will have Daniel Jones as a top three quarterback in the NFL just because oh, he played boy. for the Giants. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, well, that, that, you know what? Personal. I also we need to also figure out what Miles Sanders is talking about here in an interview with CBS Sports. 
he said this, we feel like we're an all-star team. This is of the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. We feel great. We feel unstoppable. I'm not going to lie. The vibes are great. Always have been. Nick Sirianni's doing a great job keeping the vibes right. The chemistry's good. We compete a lot in practice, but we've got to see. It's going to come down to camp, taking it day by day, putting everything together. Miles Sanders saying that the Philadelphia Eagles are an all-star team. This is uh, getting some uh, Vince Young vibes about the dream team from all those years ago in Philadelphia. How do we feel about this, guys? I mean, he's just talking because when you say an all-star, I'm like, who on the team has, let's just use that. Who on <laughs> the, the team has made good. the Pro Bowl, in re- the real Pro Bowl, not the not the 12th alternate. Like, I don't even know <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm talking about really made the Pro Bowl where you scratch it and it's like, oh, he's up first, he's up first. Like, you got to have 10 guys that have done that for it to be an all-star team. Like, you got to have the real cats for it to be an all-star team. You can't just have a bunch of guys Well, their kicker, say, Jake oh, Elliott. Oh, we're an all-star team. Jason Kelsey, Darius Slay, Javon Hargrave. They were all pro bowlers. Hi, but that's not an all-star team, yeah. though. Key, <laughs> if you're going to talk it, though, now, for me, now that you're starting to talk it, Philly, cool. I'm cool with that. Talk, Just back it up on the field, man. It's time, especially for Miles Sanders, contract year, Okay, let's go all-star squad. Jalen Hurts, I need to see it. You know, we well, went to A.J. Brown, one, right? we need to see it. Like, all mm-hmm. right, let's go. It's that time. Yeah. I, think yeah, they, the- I think they have even the score with the Dallas Cowboys within the division. I think that the Washington football uh, – with the commanders. Whatever they are Jeez. now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've closed the gap to a degree. The Cowboys getting rid of some of the players in the offseason kind of came down to earth. What Eagles did came up a little bit. What what Washington did came up a little bit. So I think this is going to be an interesting uh, a division. You know, I think this is going to be a very interesting division in this year's uh, NFL for sure. I think the Eagles could be the best team in the division, right? Like, yeah, that's what you're kind of saying, right? They're right there with the Cowboys. They could be the best team in the division. But when you say you're an all-star team, you're kind of suggesting you could be a Super Bowl contender, right? That's when you go that far. Are you putting a target on yourself saying this, or do people just kind of side eye this key how, how, around the league? What are what are no, like, people, people side eye and they laugh and they not really they doing exactly what I did. Like, who's the all stars? Yeah. Like when you look at it, if you told me if 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 Jalen Ramsey said this feels like an All Star team. We are gonna run it back. Then I then I'd sit there and go, feels like an All Star team. Yeah, I'm cool with them. Different. I'm cool with them. You know, thinking or being confident that they could be a dark horse to win it. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. You say, oh, yeah, but you, you say, know. but Alan, you say it once. Cool. Now, if you start glowing and keep this whole thing going, start making T-shirts. Like, uh, yeah. all right, let's calm down. Yeah, yeah. Let's when calm you start down. making the T-shirts, that's the problem. Time, You'll hear about cool it from your opponents too. I'm sure the trash talk will begin once the season begins. Hey, by the way, so back to the NBA we go. Jay says one NBA star has a massive decision to make today, and the decision he is likely to make will put him in NBA purgatory. What's that all about? We'll discuss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills 
and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn J Will and Max podcast. All right, we'll get into real and not real here in a second. It's Keyshawn J Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Max. So we talk, you heard on the Sports Center James Harden declining his option, but also in the NBA you have Bradley Beal declining his option with the Washington Wizards, leaving $36.4 million on the table. His max, five years, 248 if he stays with the Wizards, obviously a lot less if he signs somewhere else at four, at four years. Jay, the sense, the feeling is he wants to stay in Washington. What does it mean if he does? I mean, it's almost like a hundred plus million dollar more if he does. Key, key. Listen to this. In year five, when Bradley Beal is thirty three years old, he would have fully guaranteed fifty six point four million dollars. Right. So Bradley Beal is going to take the bag. I mean, that's that's a crazy <laughs> amount of money to stay with the team, and that's the benefit. Uh, of being able to sign the Supermax deal. Now, I, I do like the move that Tommy Shepard did, and uh, they trade away KCP and Ish Smith, and they're able to get in return from Denver, Monte Morris, and Will Barton, considering his team needs a PG. And I do like Will Barton if he can remain healthy. Mm. But it, it does it, – sometimes when you, when you take a chance – not a chance, when you accept the bag like this for a franchise like the Washington Wizards, it, it led me to think, Alan – like, damn, like, I just feel like Bradley Bill is going to be stuck in purgatory. Now, look, you can always get out of purgatory year two, year three, if you want to demand a trade. That is an option that I've heard agents talking about uh, that they can utilize. We've seen Ben Simmons do that to a degree, but it can dampen your reputation. But, man, that's a, that's a lot of money to turn down on that kind of deal. You can't, but, turn, Jay, that, you can't turn that down. Jay, okay, so if he, if, he, if he decided to sign with somebody else, though, what type of money could he get from a contender, though? Like, a, like, you know, and how old? And how old is Bradley Bill? What is he? Thirty. So Bradley Bill right now is twenty-seven. No, yeah, twenty-seven. He's, he's not, he's oh, so he's still 30. young. Oh yeah, so he's still young. Twenty. Twenty-nine. Twenty. No, no. Yeah. Twenty. Twenty-eight. Like twenty-seven. Twenty-eight. Okay, I said he's 30. under thirty. So he's still, under yeah. thirty. He's still relatively young. He could kind of wait three years and play it out in Washington. I would say if he was a little bit older, then maybe not taking the bag and finding a real 
contender that can give him something close to the bag might be the way to go. But, I mean, it is hard to pass on a lot of money like that. There's no question about it. Close it to the bag key. Is like. Close to the bag key, I think, I, at the last I checked. Now, the numbers changed because Tim Bontemps was reporting the, the cap, the salary cap's going up almost $12 million. So that, that adjusts just the max. But the last I saw, the most he can get from a team not the Wizards is a four-year 186. So that's your difference. For, for four-year 186 versus? Versus five years at 248. Yeah, so now again, saying, that 186 could, be a, could, could, could slide a little higher just based on the cap increase. I have not seen an updated number yet, but still, that is a stark difference. And as Jay said, so, that's the whole reason why. But, but Keith, this is, this is what people do. And I hear I have heard agents make mention of it. Uh, I even said it as it related to Giannis, and people were losing their mind. Take right? the money then. Right. Take the money. One million percent. You sign the deal, and, and this is what Adam Silver and company are going to have to address when the CBA comes up in 2023, 2024, is that you can right now sign the deal, give me the Supermax, and then after a couple of years, look, this isn't working well, out. It's not working well, out. I'm going to need to get out of here. But I've secured yeah. my bag, and yeah. now I can go somewhere where I can be forced to be a contender. Well, that's what I. That's why I asked you about his age, because the play for me would be get my two fifty or whatever that number is, and then let it. Let's see what happens over the next three years as I get a little bit older. If it starts to look a little dark for me now, I might want to say I got to find me somebody who can get me a championship. That All that right. that's the way you play it, right? And that's why I feel like when when the CBA comes up, Adam Silver, like they they have to get this vote across. Where it's like if you are a super max guy from the owner's perspective and you sign on this dotted line, that if you decide to force a trade or decide, hey, I don't want to be here anymore, it's not working out, then you have to forego that contract. I mean, look. Yeah, now, I, but I don't want to be stuck, though, Jay. I, I, I hear you, but, I mean, that's the advantage yeah, of it, getting a super max. It's the idea that I've made a commitment to you. This is significant. A quarter of, right? Think about how much, a quarter of a billion dollars. I mean, that's the commitment I'm making to you. And in two years, you're just you're just going to take that commitment from me because you can get that, and then you're going to say in two years I don't want to play here anymore. There, there has to be a way, and they definitely are going to be talking about that. But, but the predatory Alan, thing, go ahead, Key. I was going to say it's a lot of in two years, a lot of things could happen with an organization. They get the well, firing that's true coaches too. and firing well, general managers and bringing in the wrong talent around you. Yeah, but, and, and then it's time for me to go because you didn't you didn't honor your commitment, which is you're going to build a winner. Around me, I'm doing everything I can do, but y'all got y'all out here got me looking bad. Yeah, but there should be, I mean, there should be extreme penalties for that because you have signed a contract for oh, an Jay, exponentially. Stop sounding like an owner. <laughs> it's the reality of the matter, though. And look, and I'm, pro, the story. I'm pro player, man. A lot of the times, but as it relates to economics, key, if I'm willing to give you an extra seventy, eighty million dollars to secure you to be a part of my organization to build around through ups and downs for five years just because things are getting hard or they're not going the way you want it to go doesn't mean that you should just be able to force your way out and get out easy. I don't see it that way either, my man. Yeah, as you said, Key, though, that I'd make sure I get my money and then I'll worry about everything else later. And that is the problem if I'm an owner. If you're a player, you're absolutely right. That's, that's how the system works right now. Get the highest you can get. 
And then in a couple, if you're not happy, you got to live through this. I mean, Donovan Mitchell probably has to do that now in, in Utah, right? He's not thrilled, but he, he signed that extension. All, all these young guys that sign those extensions to stay with the team and then look around them and say, I don't really want to be here, but that's the most money. I can't turn down but, money like that. It's but, life-changing. But, so you stay mo- anyway, even though it's probably not the best thing for you. Hey, but most people, see, this is almost like the Kyrie situation, Jay. Mm. You got to really dive into it. Most people that sign these Supermax deals, they're staying with their teams. They're not forcing their way out after a couple that's, years. It is true. Most is of true. them. Yeah. That is See, true. So, so there's this narrative that's out there that guys are doing this, and it's not true. It is not true at all whatsoever. It's, I think what but, you worry about is it becoming a trend. When you see a couple of guys do it and it works out for them, but, but, then but, you but wonder coach, but, but, who's done it. But Ben Simmons has done it in a really big way. Yeah, oh, but we, Ben Simmons had some. That's some. That's Anthony different Davis. though. The, the the city soured on him. Anthony Davis never signed the supermax. He never ever signed the supermax. Yeah, but he, he for, yeah, but he forced his way out of New Orleans. He like was he, on. He had one year left. They had to do something. I, right off of. But off it was the way it deal. went down for that organization, though, Key, yeah, and the ownership at the, the time. I mean, it, it was a series a of stunts. Remember, remember the shirt he wore? Of course. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. I mean, yeah, but he, yeah, but remember, he was not on a Supermax deal. He was had one-year expiring contract. He was trying to get out of there. Yeah, but he was, the their, he was their franchise player. I'm not saying it relates to the Supermax, but I am saying as it relates to smaller market ownerships, like if you're able to draft guys and they sign extensions for Supermaxes and they're, like, it's, and they're out. It's hard on something like, hey, like, just because No, but see, not- you keep saying, you keep saying Supermax, Jay. He never had the Supermax. Westbrook didn't force his way out of OKC when he made the decision to sign no, no, the Supermax. Yeah, that, that's true. He didn't force that, his way out of there. They're the ones but that moved on Based from him. on what you're saying, people will assume that Westbrook forced his way out. Or James Harden signed a Supermax with the Houston Rockets and forced his way out. He declined their extension and decided to leave. That's a different story altogether. No, that that see that we're. Putting, I just want to bring some clarity to it. You you are, but you're but, you're pushing like all of these stories into like one. Thinking we're all looking at it that way. I think in the NBA, people understand which which is the story of I'm taking the money and then later. I think the fear is that could start to happen. That's what the fear is. But there is not a great track record of it, and owners don't want that to happen. That's the point. But I love what Jay said though about the reality of it. You have choices when you become a free agent. That's the best thing about free agency is I can say, you know what? Bradley Beal's in Washington. Have they won? Have they done anything significant? He is a really good player, but he's been on a team that is in the worst place. You're not in the the depths of the lottery where you're going to get a ton of great young talent. You're in purgatory. You're right in the middle. It's the worst place to be, and yet here he is saying, I'm fine with it. I'm, Me too. I'm I'll stay here too. If he I could him. sign, you know how many teams would love to give him money. I mean, think about the team. The Sixers would probably try to carve out money for him. Everybody would try to make space for him, and he's at least reportedly going to say, "No, nah, I'm happy here. I'm staying here." So the purgatory thing, I think, is a great thing to talk about because it's not just Bradley Beal. So Evan, let's bring you in, our producer Evan Wilner, and let's play a little real or not real. <laughs> with guys who are stuck in NBA purgatory. Yeah, so real if you think he is, uh, not real if you think he is not. Let's. Uh, we did Bradley Beal, so let's start with Damian Lillard in Portland. Jay, is Damian Lillard real or not real, stuck in NBA purgatory? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's real. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. I mean, how many times have you heard media members try to place Dame 
on different contending teams. Like, even if that was in L.A. with LeBron James. But the reality is I respect Dame wholeheartedly when it's all said and done because he's staying with this franchise and he wants Rip City to be the city he puts on his back and get his team to a world championship. I respect that. I think it's real um, because, you know, Portland is one of those small market cities where you just – people aren't looking to go there – in free agency and sign on, no matter how great of a player Dame Lillard is, they just for whatever reason. And Portland's a great city; it's a it's a cool Pacific Northwest town. But some people just don't want to be there. So yes, he is stuck. It's so far off the map. I think that's the biggest problem that with people wanting to go there. But you'd love to play with a guy like that. It is amazing that all this time he's had the chance to go, and he's decided to stay. So he's choosing his fate. He did get them to a conference finals a couple of years ago. But they're in a rebuild right now. All right, Russell Westbrook, real or not real, he's stuck in NBA purgatory with the Lakers. Come on, you, Pete. I, 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 I can't, <laughs> Key, I, I can't call the Lakers purgatory. I, nope. I, I can't when you have LeBron James, who is still playing at this, this level, at this stage of his career, knowing that when AD is healthy, I think the opportunity is there for L.A. I can't call that purgatory. Don't you think no, don't that think- they're in purgatory with him? No, I don't think they're in purgatory at all Uh, because we saw a struggling Westbrook at times and them try to figure out how to utilize him. I don't know if they wind up keeping him, if that's going to be the same thing we see again this year. Remember, it was a new situation for him. So sometimes when you're in a new situation, it takes a minute to get adjusted, to understand your role. Now maybe with Darvin Darvin Ham coming in, it's a totally different situation. And, and Han, you can't call L.A. purgatory. Come on, man. You walk out there. I'm saying Russ, they're in purgatory with him because it's not a great fit and they can't really move him. So one more year, they got to figure it out with him. But, Key, come on. You know, if they could, they would. You see them flip-flops? That's what I said. They're in purgatory with him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, no? and I love Westbrook. This ain't about him personally. It's just the fit. It's not a great fit. Yeah. I want to project. Well, see, I, I, it, was, it wasn't a great fit. Do we know that now? Personnel helps, man. We'll I'll see. say that. Personnel yeah. helps. We'll see. I want to project out on the next one. Like, like think forward, and I'm going to throw in a caveat. When Chris Paul retires – Will Devin Booker be stuck in NBA purgatory? We already know they might be moving on from DeAndre Ayton. Jay, Devin Booker, when Chris Paul retires, real or not real, will be stuck in NBA purgatory. I mean, for the CP3 is such an instrumental part of the team. I always say, yeah. I I, I don't know. It, it, It is interesting, and I love everything that Phoenix has done. But when CP3 is no longer available, you know, will Devin Booker be at that next stage of his career, uh, I think last year, even though the year before he played extremely well, last year in the playoffs, I think it was a disappointment. I think he would say that himself, but yes, I kind of feel that way. No, I don't feel like he'll be stuck in purgatory because the team will now move to, to solely to him. Everything he will have learned from Chris Paul. And, and look, the, the Suns are one of those organizations, Han, who they're going to give you three or four years of a good run, then they're going to disappear for about four or five, then they're all of a sudden going to reshape the, the team yeah. again and give you three or four more good years of a run. And Phoenix is also a place that people will go to because of the weather, because of where it's at, all of those sort of things. So, no, I don't think so at all. I think he'll be fine. 
Yeah, there's a reason why uh, that happens, Key. It's because ownership there generally will not spend. So when it comes time to paying people, they'll see guys go. I mean, that seven seconds or less team broke up mainly because they didn't want to keep them together financially. DeAndre Ayton could be leaving this offseason. They're making it clear they don't think he's a max player. And you've got a couple of uh, teams out there, like the Detroit Pistons, who think he might be. So if you lose him, it's a different look. If you lose him and Chris Paul, a way different look in time. So for Devin Booker, you have Monty Williams, so you've got to feel pretty good. You have James Jones running that organization as a front office, as the GM. you got to feel good about the structure, but it could well, well, be well, a bit on. of purgatory. I, I, I like the structure, but I don't know if I like the top of the structure. I'm going to throw that out there. Yes, There's a lot of stuff correct. going on with Robert Sarver. A lot yep. of stuff going on there. Yeah, so. it, yeah, not spending is one of the issues with him, but not the only one. Luca is Luca stuck in NBA purgatory Ooh. in Dallas? Key Jay Jay first. It, it, losing Jalen Brunson. I mean, I, I get it. I still think there's work to do. I, I like the upside, and look, I'm a fan of Mark Cuban. I believe Mark Cuban can get this team there. But, man, it, it kind of feels like it might be trending in that direction. Doesn't it, Allen? A little bit? I always trust Mark Cuban to find a way. He's an aggressive owner who's, who wants to win, so there's always going to be something they try. But, yes, I would be worried about Luka, and I know people in Dallas are. I've talked to some people there that worry that if they can't find a talent that fits with him, that remember, you know, he did sign his extension. He's got the max off of his extension. Yep. But it doesn't mean that he might say, you know what? They ain't working out here, and I love big markets. I do love Dallas, so key. Yeah. Kevin, oh. <laughs> you guys good? It's good take. Yeah, you. I just said, Solid. Jay said something. I said, yeah. Yep. Okay. Great. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Is Kevin Durant with the Nets stuck in NBA purgatory? Oh, boy, Jay. Go ahead, Key. You start this oh, one. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. Not at all because it's Kevin damn Durant. And people going to want to play with him. I just want him to sit tight. If Kyrie is on the move, I want him and Ben Simmons to sit tight. I want them to use those picks or whatever they need, whatever they're going to get uh, for Kyrie. If Kyrie's gone, for him to do exactly what he went to Brooklyn to do, which is to bring them a championship with or without uh, Kyrie Irving because – I want Kevin Durant to get his due, not bounce around, have people start to talk negative about him again, like they did in Golden State. Yeah, I feel the same See way. See it through, baby. Yeah, I, I want, I, I want that for, I want that for KD as well. But it, it does, it, it does feel though that there needs to be more alignment between KD and the front office and Sean Marks, and if that is in place, Allen, then I would, I would feel somewhat secure about because I think the rest of the, the whole James Harden thing that we talked about earlier. I, I, I do firmly believe that. I think James Harden, when he got there, he thought it was one thing, and then he found out it was another. Oh, I think he thought it was KD running the show, and then he found out how influential Kyrie was and how there was a lack of accountability that he felt Steve Nash had with the, you know Kyrie and KD and himself. Uh, so I think if he can show alignment between him and the front office, then I don't think it would be purgatory. But if he doesn't, I think it could be interesting. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I heard is Harden looked around saying, this isn't what I came here for. You know, I didn't come here for this. So he was frustrated by kind of looking at KD like, I came here to play with you. Um, but I'm with, I'm with Key. I love what Key said there. No matter what happens. Me too. KD's got KD's to put some roots <laughs> in finally and, and claim a team. You know, this is my team. This is my yeah. franchise. And 
you know, that that no matter what happens, he's got to stick there. So whether you call it purgatory or not, it's got to be home for him. All right, last one, guys. Joel Embiid. Is Joel Embiid stuck in NBA purgatory? I, I don't think so if they're able to make this move to get P.J. Tucker, but I will say this, though. I mean, out of all the superstars in the league, I mean, has – has anybody been let down more than Joel Embiid? I mean, from a player perspective to uh, you know a coaching perspective, uh, the, the Ben Simmons thing, the, the Jimmy Butler thing, them choosing Kawhi Ben Simmons shot. over Kawhi, Kawhi shot. shot. I, I mean, being 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 cheated from the MVP multiple times. I I kind of feel like damn, he's been let down more so than any other NBA player there is right now. Think I about think he guy. is stuck, though. I think he's stuck in purgatory. Stuck? I really do. Yeah, yeah, th- I do. Even with PJ Tucker, because think about it this way: if in fact they don't go to the NBA Finals this year, guess what's going to happen? They're going to fire Doc. Oh yeah. They're going to hire another yeah. guy. You know, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're dealing with that whole deal again. And so at some point the clock is going to start to tick. He's getting a little bit older. Can he stay healthy? Is yeah. he going to finish the deal? Or is he going to play 60 games and not the re- – I mean, you're going to start to hear all of that sort of noise. So I think he is stuck because I don't see them winning a championship in the next couple years. Ha, I just don't. Ha, you know what I hope doesn't happen? I hope that he doesn't get stuck in injury purgatory. Oh, don't say – yeah. Like, he, I, I hope that doesn't yeah. happen because even – you're like, oh, he's finished the season healthy and then he gets elbowed in Toronto. And you're like, oh. I and I could, I could, I could see you frowning, Pat Costello. So stop. Yeah. You, but I think with Embiid, it's a guy that finally got it, like figured it out, get myself in shape, take it to all the stuff that Shaq criticized him about, and you just want to now see it all come to fruition. Key, is there a NFL comp to a Joel Embiid? Mm. Was it Matthew Stafford? Oh, you mean like for, with an organization for so long and like just... been somewhere and it just got let down after let down. Well, see, they were never good in Detroit, so it could be Matthew Stafford. They were never good. Philadelphia has actually been good. And I'm just trying to think, you you you, you sprung. Well, Phillip Rivers was the guy that until he retired mm-hmm. with the Chargers. Um, breaks, yeah. God, I'm trying to think. That's really, that would have been that comp because, again, Detroit was so bad as a team. They just were bad as a team. Uh that would be the comp, I guess. I mean, I guess you could say Russell Wilson recently. Yeah, but he won a Super Bowl, though. You know, you had that. Yeah, he won Derek a Super Carr? Bowl. But... I, that that a might be a great now. comp just because yeah, I mean, all the Carr things have happened in the last one. year. He's had injuries. He's had, yeah, and, and all the stuff that they've been yeah, through. Derek Carr would be, yeah, Derek Carr would be the comp. Absolutely. It's an interesting one, man. Uh, you know, and we brought up Luca. It is something to go back on, I think, guys. So coming up, I think we should talk about how Trey Young got his Robin. Remember, they were traded for each other, right? That draft night. That was a famous trade. And what is Atlanta doing? Well, what is Atlanta doing? Landry Fields, big trade he pulls off yesterday to give Trey his Robin. So who's Lucas Robin? we got to discuss that and more coming up next. It's KJM, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.